We return this morning to Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all God's people say, Amen. Father, this morning we return to this text of Scripture from the lips of our Lord Jesus. Pray that the Spirit of God would open the eyes of our understanding to receive the next little phrase under study for the benefit of our souls. Help us to understand the dramatic shift that has taken place right in the middle of this prayer as introduced by the phrase of the hour. And help us each one to understand the necessity of this element of prayer not once, not twice, but day after day. This we pray in Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. With that phrase, the model prayer takes a definite and directive turn. The first three requests in the model prayer are about the name of God, the kingdom of God, and the will of God on earth with a sense of future, future as promised in the plan of God. The next three requests of the model prayer concerning bread, concerning forgiveness, concerning deliverance, involve this present world and its necessities right here and now. I would remind you that this model prayer flows out of the larger communication of the Lord Jesus as a part of his Sermon on the Mount, or as we are calling it, his Messianic Manifesto. This particular topic of prayer was first introduced back at verse 5, instructing the hearers that they were not to pray in the manner of the hypocrite or in the manner of the pagan, but rather to pray after this manner. Today we are working with the phrase, give us this day our daily bread. It is clear even upon first reading that God wants us to pray regularly for temporal, physical, and spiritual necessities that add up in the context of living and life add up to a true sense of well-being while living on this 
earth. Does God actually want us to pray about groceries? This phrase takes us to very mundane things. So, in such a way that many Bible students have thought it best to spiritualize the request here as it relates to spiritual necessities. And certainly, that would be included in the view. But I think that that is a jump or a leap far too great and too soon as you Consider the phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Luther uh, said that this petition covers everything necessary uh, for the preservation of this life, including food and health and weather and government and shelter uh, and and all the rest. Uh, Does God actually want us to pray about groceries? Well, the answer is yes. The question would be why? Why would we... Uh, uh, be encouraged to pray about groceries? And the answer to this question surely has to do with our daily sense of dependency upon God. I brought this little Dixie cup used in our home only to rinse your mouth before you spit. But I tell you the truth that there was a day in August in 1969 when I, on at least two or three occasions, sold a Dixie cup filled with cold water and crushed ice for five bucks. And in 1969, five dollars would buy you one whole tank of gas. I was paying 26 cents a gallon when I first started to drive. And so I'm telling you that selling a Dixie cup at football practice in August of the 60s uh, for five bucks would be like getting 50 bucks for it today. Now, is, is anything that small worth $50 to me or you? And you'd be quick on a day like today to say, no way, no way, no way. But you weren't there in the hot sun in 69, in August, during football two-a-days, when you were literally dying, it would appear, for a single drink of cold water. And so I made some money, and good money at that, more than I was making working at McDonald's in the day, by selling one little Dixie cup full of ice. My point is, you and I are not compelled to pray at all about groceries because we have so many. When you're hydrated, when you're not hot and bothered, you're not inclined to pray for daily food or daily bread. Now, we would quickly all agree here that the term bread stands for food generally, and that the choice of the word certainly invokes for us 
the Old Testament story of God's daily provision of manna to Israel in the wilderness. Being in the wilderness and having next to nothing caused the Israelis at first to rejoice when God's love and care was manifest in daily bread. But even then, after a very short period of time, the murmurs and the complaints started over daily bread. But when we meditate upon the phrase as spoken here by the Lord Jesus, and we break down the phrase into almost a word-by-word consideration, there are some phenomenal and additional truths that become clear to us all. The first truth I would point you to this morning is this. The model prayer phrase, give us this day our daily bread, causes us to look upward with godly persuasion. The opening words, give us, require the one praying to acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from above. God is the provider and the sustainer of all things. Praying a prayer such as this helps the one praying to remember that life itself is a gift from God. When the Lord Jesus was tempted of Satan for 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus said to the devil, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And most often when we hear that statement from the lips of our Lord, we are inclined to think that it is stressing the value of the spiritual reality over the value of the material. But there is indeed much more to it than that. The Lord's rebuff of Satan also means that bread itself would have no value to us whatsoever if that value were not fixed by the word of God as creator of all things. God made us. He ordained in his creation that the process by which we fuel our bodies and maintain our life is indeed daily. Daily. We indeed do eat in order to live. As we sit down to the table, we ought to trace our food back to its original source. God not only ordained the fuel for our bodies, but ordained our bodies to use that fuel. The air we breathe, uniquely a gift, maintained by the Almighty. And you almost never pray about, God, thank you for the breath I just breathed. 
until you have difficulty in breathing. And yet I have stood by the bedside of many people with uh, these uh, plastic hoses stuck up their nose and, uh, and uh, are very conscious of each and every single breath. And it does your mind and my mind and your heart and my heart good when we are reminded that every single breath is a gift from God. It's mundane because of its commonality to both sinners and saints. Nonetheless, God's people, kingdom citizens, are those that recognize and continue to recognize each and every day recognize that God is the great giver. And that he not only gives the breath to be breathed and the food to be eaten, but he gives to us the body uh, that functions to digest and to use that which he has provided. We go back to the original source of our food. It's not enough to go back to the grocery store or to the farm. That's no place to stop. The reason that we have uh, the physical realities that we do have and can enjoy is because of God's goodness and God's wisdom. Give us this day our daily bread surely reminds us that God is well represented in the mundane as well as represented in the miraculous. We must not discount either. We ought to express thanks for his provisions and keep asking for the continuation of his supply, daily asking and daily thanksgiving for all God's good gifts. That kind of prayer causes me to say with Paul, I am persuaded that God is able and most willing to care for his own. You and I do not live a week at a time. You and I not, do not live a month at a time. You and I do not live a year at a time. You and I live a day at a time. And every day is to be a prayer day. And every day is to be a prayer day in which, at least in part, our prayers are to be focused upon our actual daily need. Secondly, this model prayer, prayer phrase, causes us to look around in godly observation. I call your attention to the word us. Give us, not give me. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm not only to pay attention to praying for my daily necessities, but for your daily necessities. As I pray this prayer and I recognize that, well, I already have an extra loaf, and you have none. Then another biblical principle comes into play. This prayer helps me to share out of my abundance with others. This prayer helps me to even share out of my poverty as need be. 
so much of human necessity can be explained in the terms something to put on, something to put in, something to put over, something to put on, as in clothes, uh, as in put in, food, drink, put over, as in shelter. God wants us on a daily basis to be conscious of the need of self and others. God wants us to be conscious of how quickly we all stand in physical need. You only have to be sick a short while. You only have to be unemployed a short while. You only have to be uh, left out a short while until uh, the fine line that, dis uh, uh, that divides uh, those that are well hydrated and those that are, are dying for a drink, uh, uh, that, uh, that line is, is quickly, quickly eliminated, if not blurred. I do not believe that there is anything wrong with a food freezer. I do not believe that there is anything wrong with a food pantry. And living out here in Elto, I would highly, highly recommend both. Because it's not like you can jump on the horse and quickly get to a store. Oh, I know there's a gas station on 64th, but that is not a real store. I'm sorry, it's just not uh, a real store. And if you do get something there, you'll pay for it. You'll pay for it. Two bucks for a banana. That's a little excessive, if you ask me. But nonetheless, I, I, I'm not speaking against food freezers. I'm not speaking against food pantries. But here's the deal. God has not called us to the storage business. He's called us to a living and a giving stewardship. I like the way that Haddon Robinson addresses this thought. He says this, if the Father supplies me with two loaves, and my brother or my sister with none, then I understand that God has indeed answered both of our prayers. That's a good way to think about it. The wisest of men, Proverbs 38 says to the Lord, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. And, of course, the food that would be allotted to an individual would be his daily bread. Listen, praying this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, will keep you humble before God. Sure, now we have a pantry full. Sure, now we have a freezer full. Sure, now uh, we have abundance in many, many instances. But it reminds us that uh, without God's acknowledgement of prayer for daily bread, you could have a whole freezer full and have such an upset gut you wouldn't even desire to eat a single thing. It is one thing for God to provide you food. It's another thing for God to give you the ability to enjoy eating it. All good gifts come from the Lord. 
And the third thing I'd point you to has to do with the model phrase as it relates to looking forward uh, with a sense of godly expectation. We might call that hope. Godly hope, not only just for the long-distance future, but the short-run sense of life. There's no doubt that the day at hand is reflected in this phrase as seen by the words, this day. But it is interesting that until recently, the precise meaning of the word daily, as in daily bread, uh, has, uh, has been up for debate. Not only is the original word translated daily here found nowhere else in Scripture, but for many years there was no example of the word in all of Greek literature. It was only back in the 1980s that an archaeologist found a papyrus fragment that contained a shopping market list and next to a number of the items that the individual of the house had scribbled the word as found here in our text daily, led the scholars to conclude that the word was commonly used to mean enough of that item for a single day. Enough of that item for a single day. One modern translation of the phrase is, give us what is needed today. Give us what is needed today. Not only does the phrase prompt us to understand that God literally wants us to seek him for everything, but that God does not want us praying on January 1st, Lord, I'm, I'm praying today for 2023, it's January 1st, and I'm praying right now just so I can get this prayer off my prayer. Check the list. Be done with praying like this. I'm just going to say, Lord, give me my daily bread every day this year, 2023. There isn't anything in the Bible that would commend that kind of long-range uh, coverage in prayer or that God would answer such a thing. After all, may be the will of God that you die on May 18th of 2023. And so you will need daily bread after that. So it'd be foolish for God to answer such a goofy prayer as January 1st, praying for every day's daily bread. No, you and I are encouraged to pray day after day after day, even for things that we are already convinced and persuaded we've got plenty of. We've got plenty of. We've got plenty of. And yet the word of God commends us, and Christ the King commends his citizens to pray, give us this day our daily bread. The prayer prayed with due sincerity delivers us from selfishness and hoarding. It anticipates the need of the day being met as we pursue living on earth to the pleasure of God. It should be a blessing to us as the people of God to know that we are encouraged to pray about all things, big and small. I think about how young believers so often when they are first attending the prayer meeting or even praying with other people outside their family are so shy and so encouraged of the evil one to think, oh, 
I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray about. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it right. I can't pray like so-and-so. I can't form words like so-and-so. I can't do it like so-and-so. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Listen. Uh, 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 can you pray about bread? Can you pray about water? Can you pray about food? Can you pray about stuff like that? You surely can. And you please God when you do. You know, it might actually help the men's prayer time on Wednesday night around here if somebody just sincerely said to God, God, I'm, I'm thankful for the burger I had for lunch today, and I'm thankful for the cheese on that burger, and I'm thankful for the pickles on there too. And some people might laugh and say, well, that guy was certainly caught up with little tiny mundane things now, wasn't he? Yeah, but if he was truly thankful to God, doesn't he set a good pattern for us all? Isn't a genuine heart of thanksgiving one of the most impactful testimonies that one individual can have upon another? And for the Lord's sake, if you're thankful for a pickle, say so! Now, some of you look like you've been sucking pickles a long time. And that's a different sermon that I'm preaching this morning. But nonetheless, daily bread. We pray about the things that clearly touch the miraculous, the big thing. Russell introduced today the idea of an offering that we're taking in the spring of the year. Uh, uh, envelopes given today, ultimate collection next Sunday, but, but the idea of an offering that's being taken to facilitate the good things we have going in ministry and reaching out to the local elementary school, providing bus service so the kids can ride from the school to the church. On a day like today, they can walk. But there aren't many days like this in February. <laughs> and, uh, and so we have a bus service that comes and picks up the kids and brings them. And, and, uh, and Alito Hall has done a tremendous job in teaching the children Bible stories. And honestly, we have more kids in attendance at release time sometimes than we have here at Education Hour at First Baptist Church of Elto, or even sometimes in the second hour Sunday morning. But the reality is a fact is that you can rally people to give. Uh, for the big thing, for a great thing. And yet, what about the light bill? What about the water? Recently, over the course of the early spring, we had a, a large day where we lost our water well. And uh, it was just a, a technical glitch that required a new electronical doodad thing. And of course, all electronical doodad things quit more often than the old things that didn't have electronic doodads ever quit. But nonetheless, uh, uh, we went, recently had a large day where that uh, we had buckets by the toilets. That's old-fashioned. You don't go to church for that now, do you? Yeah, I like to go there to church. They got buckets by the toilet. Yeah, that'd be a, that would not be a promotional item that you'd promote in the community. But I'm just telling you, you know, it's good for us once in a while to be reminded of how thin the line is between life and death, between I'm okay and I'm not okay at all. On those hot August days, that Dixie cup was such a glorious temptation to members on the team because everything inside their stinky helmet said to them, I am not okay. And just because you and I live most of our lives 
without a conscious sense of that thin line of okay should not take away our understanding of the God-pleasing necessity that we pray for mundane daily bread. We pray because we are convinced that God does not want us to live self-indulgent lives. We pray about real need, both physical and spiritual. It is not difficult to make the mental transition to the reality of our daily spiritual need after thinking about our daily physical need. After all, Jesus presented himself as the bread of life. Now, I want to pay a little attention to this particular phrase, give us this day our daily bread, uh, to the context here once again, and the structure that is easily perceived in the model when once you see it. The first three petitions all fly under the perfection of heaven concerning God's name, God's kingdom come as promised, and God's will. All of those three direct, uh, 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 petitions, those three requests, direct our minds towards the abode of God and the standard for righteousness to come on the earth in a coming day as promised. And in that sense, the priority of our prayers always, the priority of our prayers always has to do with the honor of God the stated primary agenda of all our prayers has to do with hallowing God's name, with anticipating God's kingdom to come, and being engaged in a process of reflecting God's will on earth done as it is in heaven today in my life, and someday uh, in all the world. But then beginning with the phrase, give us this day, verse 11, the focus shifts to three necessities on earth of which God's people all have need, day after day after day, after day, after day. And the reason why I'm speaking about this now is because there is a sense in which all three things referenced, beginning with, give us this day our daily bread, there is a good sense in which all three things referenced uh, engage under the first principle of day by day. And the three things are three F's, food, forgiveness, and freedom. Three prayer requests are forwarded here 
in the set of three after the shift away from focus on heaven, God's name hallowed, God's kingdom come, uh, uh, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, Then this shift comes focusing our minds and hearts upon today and the need of the day as it relates to food, forgiveness, and freedom from temptation. Every day on earth, the saints have ongoing physical needs, as represented by the word bread or food. Every day, the saints have ongoing personal needs of of the soul, namely forgiveness. Every day, cleansing is an issue in my life and yours. And every day, the saints have an ongoing need for spiritual victory over temptation. It would be great if you could say on January 1st, Lord, cover all the year's needs of food until I pray this prayer again, January 1st, 2024, and uh, and meet all the needs of my soul's forgiveness uh, during this year, day by day by day, until January 1st, 2024. And Lord, uh, uh, please uh, take care of all of uh, of my ongoing need to deal with uh, the ebb and flow of temptation uh, uh, that's going to come in 2023 until I pray this prayer once again, January 1st of 2024. Now, it's pretty obvious that it doesn't work that way. But here's the thing that you and I need to remember. It is, the wor- it is working the way that God made it to work. That God made it to work day by day by day. And so when people say, do I have to talk to God every day? Do I have to read the Bible every day? Do I have to walk with God every day? The answer is, you already know. You already know you do. It is a way that God has ordained that we should live on earth day by day. The second set of three petitions focus upon the earthly life covers all of the physical, all of the mental, all of the spiritual. Trusted author J.M. Boyce says, Herein is the body remembered. Herein is the soul remembered. Herein is the spirit remembered. The whole of you is to be presented to the Lord in prayer day after day. Praying for daily bread stresses the ongoing needs the children of God face on earth physically, although it doesn't exclude the needs of soul and spirit. It is interesting that this emphasis of praying, prayers, day after day after day after day after day, flies as a definite part of God's instruction after the Lord's own forbidding of repetitious prayer. Verse 7. 
The Lord does not commend repetitious praying, but he does command regular and routine praying for physical necessities, emotional necessities, and spiritual necessities. This is clearly indicated by the word today, or the word daily. And in fact, the word daily fits all three of the earthly petitions, food, forgiveness, and freedom. There is not a person in this congregation that in this current moment of time does not have some need physical, emotional, spiritual. There's not a single one of us here that doesn't have some need in the whole of life. And just because you do not necessarily have physical need as we approach this particular day should not prevent you from praying, give us this day our daily bread. Just because you feel uh, uh, that you are in a condition of overall well-being, love and security, uh, uh, element of, of, uh, of personal comfort uh, should not preclude you from being energized to pray, give us this day, our daily necessities. Just because you came to this worship hour with a heart that was already locked on God while you got up this morning, and you got up singing hymns, uh, not necessarily the ones we sang this morning at worship, and you got up singing songs, and there was a happiness in your soul, and uh, you had a heart that was warm towards God, and it's been that way since the get-go when you got out of bed this morning. I won't ask how many of the, uh, you had that experience. That was not my experience, so I could not give you a personal testimony this morning of that. Uh, but uh, if that was your experience, it would not preclude you from or exclude you from praying, give us this day our daily bread. Because even if I don't have physical need, I'm looking at some people that have great physical need. Even if I don't have a sense of lacking well-being, I'm looking at some people that are really disturbed as to their overall sense of well-being. And even if I am today absolutely secure, warmed at heart with the Lord. I should not be excluded from praying for those of you who today are benefited by a pastor who sincerely prays, Father, give us this day our daily bread. Of all the things I read concerning this phrase, one of the things that intrigued me the most had to do with the militaristic attitude or view of these words. One of the old-time Puritans said it this way, The great king 
shall not fail to feed his troops under command when they are obedient to his bidding. He shall not fail to supply them according to his appointed task and business for the day. He who is ever faithful will not fail to meet demands of the day as he has assigned it. That's beautiful perspective for living in this old world in which at times the body screams, at times the mind inflames, and at times the spirit is very wounded. All of us, all of us, can be greatly benefited by the prayers of saints asking for our daily necessities to be met. God, we thank you for the unique challenge that rests in our lives to see ourselves as not our own, but yours. And to uniquely think upon the marvelous connectedness that we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. And to seek by prayer and to praise to bring honor and glory to the Savior. And to be mindful one of another. Blessed then in our response today we pray in Jesus' name and for his blessed sake. Amen.